unhealthy. I've titled today's message, I Pity the Fool. I Pity the Fool. And I want to look at a famous proverb. It's kind of the key verse for today. It's Proverbs chapter 13 and verse number 20. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. I love it out of the message Bible. It says this out of the message. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. I pity the fool. This verse is one of the top reasons people become unhealthy and stay unhealthy, whether it's being unhealthy relationally or emotionally or physically or mentally or or financially or spiritually, hanging out with fools leads people into trouble. It causes people's lives to fall into pieces. Who you bring close to you matters more than you probably realize. Who you allow in proximity, who you hang out with, who you become friends with is huge to your health. If you bring wise people close to you, it will lead you into more and more health. If you bring fools close to you, it will lead you into more and more unhealth. It's important who you bring close to you. I remember back in, in 1999, Tiffany and I had got married in December of, of 1997. I had launched a, a full-time evangelistic ministry uh, in, in May of 1997, right after I graduated college. And so I was new to traveling, and, and I was preaching in 1999 in Moore, Oklahoma. And the pastor said, we're going to go to lunch today with another pastor who was in Noble, Oklahoma, and they were having an evangelist there. I was an evangelist at this church going to preach a a Sunday through Wednesday revival. This other evangelist, and his name is Lynn Wheeler. Many of you know him. He preaches here uh, once a year. Lynn Wheeler was preaching there at this church in Noble. And so I didn't know Lynn, but the pastor, let's get together and fellowship. And so we went to lunch with this pastor and Lynn, and we sat there and talked. And as I I listened to Lynn talk, and I, I listened to how the pastors respected him and honored him. I thought, man, this is a man of wisdom. I, I need to get to know him. And so I asked Lynn, hey, Lynn, would you meet me after this lunch? Would you meet me at Brahms there in Moore? And Lynn said yes, and we showed up at Brahms. And how many know when you go to Brahms, the Lord always shows up in a powerful way at Brahms? Come on. Uh, I had somebody text me this week, and I just I got the news, church. I got to update you. I just got texted. Eggnog is back. It's back. (laughs) Has nothing to do with my message, but it's back. (laughs) It's back. So anyways, let me get back to preaching. But so I went to Brahms with Lynn and there at Brahms, I said, Lynn, will you mentor me? And he said, I'll do it. And can I tell you over the next months and years, and we're still friends today, he invested in my life. I Learn how to get a 501c3, 
I learned how to interact with pastors. I learned how to book a schedule. I learned how to uh, be generous. I, I, I learned how to handle my schedule in a way that would be, that would be a win and, and with, with bookings and also time off and how to navigate all of that. I mean, Lynn invested big time in my life. I recognized he was a man of wisdom, and it has paid dividends in my life for years and years and years and still friends today. And, and then Lynn helped me, and our, our, our ministry just took off traveling and, and preaching and speaking at camps and conventions. And, and then God spoke to Tiffany, Tiffany and I in 2001 to start People's Church. So we moved from Missouri to Oklahoma City. We start People's Church in 2002 in the Quell Springs Mall AMC Theater. And the, God began to bless the church there, you know, running first 65 people and the church began to grow and then grow and then, and then several hundred people coming. And, and I had pastor friends. I had never pastored before, never been on staff before the church, didn't quite have an idea of like what I was doing. And so I needed voices speaking to my life. And I had one pastor friend that, that I talked to and I would get his counsel and his wisdom. And it seemed as though the church was moving forward and growing. His, his counsel became toxic. I, I was calling. I was saying, what do you think about this? And I get off the phone and thought, that didn't make any sense at all, what he just said. People will be mad if I do that, what he just said. I said, he's just having an off day. So I called him again. I said, hey, would you give me some will? How would you handle this? And what he told me, I was like, that's ludicrous. You're being a fool. And, and what I began to sense is, is when I was an evangelist, you, you, you were for me, you were with me. But now that I pastor and we're both pastoring a church, man, you're not wanting this to work. You're not wanting this to win. And you're starting to give me some really foolish advice. And I recognized that, that and I disconnected from him because what he was pouring into my life was foolishness. And church, one of the biggest challenges people have is recognizing who's a fool and who is wise. It's one of the biggest challenges people have. It's challenging because a fool can be a family member that you love. But just because somebody is related to you doesn't mean they're not a fool. It can be a childhood friend that you have known for years, but just because you have a long history with someone doesn't mean they're not a fool. It could be a boss that you're trying to impress so that you can advance in the company. But just because they sign your paycheck does not mean they're not a fool. It could be a young man or a young woman that you're falling in love with. But just because she's cute and he's fine doesn't mean they're not a fool. And you have to recognize fools or else you will end up in trouble. Your life will fall into pieces. You will live in unhealth if you don't recognize fools in your life. You say, Pastor, how do I do that? I, I don't want to be hooked up with fools. How do I know if I'm, if I'm with fools? Well, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7, verse number 20, the words of Jesus. He says, thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. The Bible says you will recognize them by their fruit, not by their toot. Some of you got the wrong thought right now, but that's not what I'm talking about. Fools can deceive you because they, they toot their own horn, but don't confuse what they say with what you see. Check out the fruit. Check out 
the fruit, the Bible says you will recognize them by their fruit. And a lot of people get hooked up with the wrong people because they're not checking out the fruit. And you got to look at the fruit. You know, if I were was to eat this, this banana here, it would be nutrition. It, it would be have nutritional value for my body. I mean, this, this apple would, would, would provide nutrition for my body. But if I get over here, and although this looks good, this banana... This is not a banana. This is plastic, y'all. This is plastic. And if you eat this banana, it will not uh, add any nutritional value to your life. It looks like a banana. It's shaped like a banana, but it's plastic. And if you eat this, you are foolish. It's going to put paint in your stomach. And you eat enough of this, you're going to end up in trouble. And what happens is people don't inspect the fruit. They don't even know the difference. And they start eating the fruit of fools and it's hurting their life. And it looks like a pear. This is not a pear. This is plastic. It will damage your life. It may look and be shaped like a pear, but it's not a pear. And it will damage your life. If you hook up with fools, they may look like this bowl of fruit, but they're foolish and their life will impact you in such a way it will lead you to unhealth. It will keep you unhealthy. And I want to give you three fruits of fools. Three fruits of Fools. Here's some categories right now that I want to say as I begin to teach this. I'm going to help you today. What you're going to find out is some of you are sitting next to a fool. Some of you are friends with a fool. And some of you are the fool. I'm moving right on to my message right now. All right, all right, all right here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Three fruits of fools. Number one is this. Fools tear down. Fools tear down. You can recognize a fool by their speech. Fools constantly use their mouth to tear down others. They tear down people by constantly arguing and fighting. So they tear people down by just arguing and, and fighting constantly. Let me take you to the book of Proverbs. Today, we're just staying in the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. The first verse I gave you was out of the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom. And the Bible says so much about the fool and about the wise person and how to recognize their fruit. It says in Proverbs 18, verse 6, fools words get them into constant quarrels they are asking for a beating the mouths of fools are their ruin they trap themselves with their lips so fools are in constant quarrels they're they're, they're in constant fights they're, i mean they're, they're, their relationships are always having tension their relationships are just filled with, with fighting and conflict and fussing and arguing with people. There's always drama happening in the life of a fool and their relationships. And Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 3 says, it is to one's honor to avoid strife. But every fool is quick to quarrel. You see, wise people speak because they have something to say. Fools speak because they have to say something. And fools are quick to fight, quick to argue. And some of you today have relationships with people just like this. And it's always drama. There's always fussing and fighting. Every time you talk to them, let me tell you what they did. Let me tell you what I did. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I got a problem. I got a problem. I'm, I'm not going to be friends with them anymore. I'm not talking to them again. When I, tell, when I do talk to them again, I'm going to let them know. 
victim know? Well, the the problem is I got an issue. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you always got an issue. They're just just, the fools. Always tearing down, constantly arguing and and fighting. You see, fools, they tear people down with lies, slander, strife, and gossip. They they just tear people down. Lies, slander, strife, and gossip. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 18 says, Whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. A fool has loose lips. And loose lips... Uh, you've been around a little while too, haven't you? Loose lips, shink, sink, ships. And, and when, I mean, the, the, both wise people and, and foolish people talk, but, but out of the mouths of foolish people, it's just lemons. I mean, it's just sour. It's negativity. I mean, you just look at their life. You don't hardly see any bananas in there. You don't see any, any good fruit. You, you just see this, just sour lemons in their life. Every time they talk, it's just strife and it's negativity and it's slander and it's gossip always coming out of their mouth. They're just tearing people down. They're tearing you down. And some of you have people like this in your life. They're tearing you down. They're tearing down your family. They're tearing down your marriage. They're tearing down your kids. They're tearing down your grandkids. They're tearing down your appearance. They're tearing down your self-esteem. They're tearing down your career. They're tearing down your job. They're they're, they're tearing down the the business that you own. They're tearing down your dreams. They're just constantly just negative. Proverbs 16 verse 28 says this, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. And fools are always gossiping. Did you hear? Did you hear what happened? And hey, hey, they, they told me not to share this with anybody. But I'm just telling you, just you, just, just you, so we can pray, so we can pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. If people talk about others to you, they will talk about you to others. If they tell other people's business to you, they will tell your business to others. And you will find yourself hooked up with a fool and you find yourself unhealthy. Because you know what? You can't trust a fool. And some of you have some people like that in your life. You know, you can't, tr- you can't depend on them. They're tearing you down. There's always drama. I mean, every time you just talk, it's just trouble. Every time you interact with them, just trouble, 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 trouble. And you don't have any peace of mind. And you will stay unhealthy if you hook up with fools. I want you to see a second fruit of fools, a second fruit. And that is this. Fools are life-draining. Let me know a fool will suck you dry like a tick. They're life-draining. Sounds like some of you might know one or two people like that. You say, Pastor, why are fools life-draining? Let me hear why. Because fools don't control their emotions. Let me, let me give you the fruit of a fool. Fool's emotions are out of control. The Bible describes it like this in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11. Fools vent their anger. No control. Just, just loose lips. But the wise quietly hold it back. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool is quick-tempered. No control of their emotions. But a wise person stays calm when insulted. Proverbs 14, verse 17. A quick-tempered. Tempered person does foolish things. 
and the one who devises evil schemes is hated. Hanging with fools will keep you unhealthy because you know why? You're always having to walk around on eggshells because, I mean, their emotions are just out of control. They're an emotional roller coaster. You don't know what you're going to get from one day to the next. They're just up and down, up and down, anger. I mean, just up and down, up and down. And you're just on, on this emotional roller coaster trying to read them and figure them out. They just keep you nervous. They keep you scared. They keep you anxious. They keep you insecure. They keep you unsafe. Their, their, their emotions are just all over the place. The Bible also says this about the fools and their emotional instability. In Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 11, it says, as a dog eats his own vomit, so fools recycle silliness. A fool is always repeating Silliness. I'm trying to help you recognize the fruit of a fool because if you have this kind of person close in your life, you will find yourself unhealthy. They, they, they just have the same issues over and over again. So sometimes it's the silliness of being overly needy. You have somebody overly needy in your life, just, just silliness. You know, you know that the people that are overly needy, they, that they'll, they'll tell yourself like, you, you know, you don't need any other friends but me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm your, I'm your, or, or they don't say that, but they make you feel that way. You, you know, I'm, I'm your friend. We're going to hang out again. No, we don't need nobody. It's just us. And that just overly, just overly needy and they're jealous and they suffocate you. Just silliness. Sometimes it's the silliness of manipulating you. You know, they're just, they're just fools. They, they just manipulate. Just silliness. Do, do you care about me? I'm, you know, I'm your friend. Do you, do you care about me and our relationship? Do no, I really want to know. Do you care about me? Do you care? Well, listen, listen I just, I need, I, can I borrow some money? I need to borrow, just look. I mean, how, how, how much? Well, I, I really need 50, but, but 20. I can't, how about just 20? Just, and in your mind, you're thinking, you ain't paid me back the last time I gave you $20. That's just fools, right? Just keep repeating the same, right? Just silly, just keep repeating and manipulating you and working you and making you feel bad. And, you know, so this, this keep repeating silliness. Sometimes it's the silliness of controlling you. There's control. You're like, hey, why didn't you text me back? I'm like, well, I didn't text you back because you texted me 30 minutes ago. I spent, I've, been, I've been busy. You got to text me back. Unless I text you this morning, why haven't you texted me back yet? I've been at work all day. Well, if you're going to be at work all day, you got to text me and let me know you're going to be at work all day so I know that you're not going to text me back. You're like, what? Right, just controlling. Just silliness of, of, just, of just manipulating you and working you and having, having fools as friends will drain you. It's like a tick. It will suck you dry. Just fools are life-draining. I want you to see a third fruit of fools, and that is this. Fools live unwisely. They just consistently make unwise decisions. It's the fruit of a fool. A, a fool, they refuse to turn from poor decisions. They, they just refuse to turn from poor decisions. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 19 says, it is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them. So fools have all of these dreams and all of these hopes, but yet they just remain in the same old sin, the same old excuses. The same old, I mean, it's, it's, it's just how you can see, how you can recognize the fruit of a fool. They're just in the same old mess and the same old lack of, lack of integrity, just same old poor decisions over and over, year after year. Listen, fools refuse to listen to proven mentors. 
They refuse to listen to proven mentors. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools won't listen to, to wise people. They, they, they just want to keep doing life their way. They, they won't listen. They, they just stay in the same mess and the same drama and the same sin and the same issues and the same problems. And yet they, they're just going to keep doing the same thing. They won't listen to people who are, have proven success and are walking with the Lord and, and have their life put together. They, they won't listen to anybody. They're just going to keep doing life their way. And one of the major reasons we stay unhealthy when we allow fools to be close to us is because we become like the fool that is in our life. If you hang with a fool, you will become a fool. I knew I wasn't going to get an amen there. It's true, church. I, I want to help you. I want to I help you because you can have unhealthy fruit in your life. Fools, and, and you're not realizing if you're hanging with a fool, you'll become a fool. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33 says this. This is so critical. Don't be fooled. Some translations say, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character every single time. Don't, don't be fooled to think that you can eat this plastic banana and somehow get some nutritional value out of it. Don't fool yourself to think that you can hang around and eat the fruit of a fool and somehow it's going to turn out positive in your life. You are fooling yourself if you hang out with a fool and think that you're not becoming a fool. Foolish people are poison to your progress. They're poison to your progress. They will block your dreams, block your health, block your progress. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 14, verse 7, escape quickly from the company of fools. They are a waste of your time, a waste of your words. If you're going to be healthy, in 2020, and that's possible. You will need to recognize fools in your life and begin to escape from fools. I've had to do this several times in my life. Sometimes it's been friends I've had to escape from. Sometimes it's been family. Man, this is not good. And I've had to escape from some relationships. You know, sometimes, let me help you, let me, let me help you practically. Sometimes it's a conversation about your new, your, your new direction. So, it's a so, so let me say it to you like this. I'm not suggesting that you go to a fool and go, you know what, I talked to Pastor Priest today, and uh, he, preached to, he preached today, and he had this plastic fruit and this real fruit, and he said, Pla you plastic, you are plastic, toxic, I am going to stop. No, don't, do, don't do that. Right, so you got to figure out how you, how you're gonna just. Hey, I'm going in a different direction. You know, I'm not, not gonna do that now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of got a new, I got a new direction. I'm going in. You know, I'm excited, I'm excited about. And fool, probably not gonna respond the way that you want. But sometimes you just gotta decide. I, I'm, I'm going to set a, a new direction for my life. Sometimes it's establishing some boundaries. 
Like you got to know your boundary. You got to know, you got to recognize a fool and then you got to, your Bible says escape quickly. You got to know, here's the boundaries. No, no, we're not going to hang out once a week anymore. Well, how about, how about the week after? I'm busy then too, praise the Lord. I got to set some boundaries, right? Well, when, 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 when we going to hang out? Thanksgiving. I'll be over Thanksgiving. We eat some turkey together. Amen. For, for an hour. Praise the Lord. Then I, got, then I got some other commitments. Right? I'm just saying, you've got to figure out your boundaries. you got to establish them. And sometimes you may have to communicate your boundaries. But you have to, I've had to put boundaries in my life. And they're life-giving. I'm not being mean. I'm not being hateful. But I'm also not going to be connected with a fool. And then sometimes it's disconnecting altogether. You got to just stop saying yes when they invite you out. You just got to, you just got to, it's so toxic. It is poison to your progress and you've got to disconnect from a fool. What I don't want you to do today, I do not want you to leave today and you don't recognize you got a fool or two in your life and you're wondering, how come I can't get healthy? Why don't I have any peace? Why is there so much drama? Why is there so much trouble? Oh, I'm wore out. I'm just drained. And I'm like, yeah, you drained because of who you hanging out with. You got to recognize a fool. Let me, give you, let me give you three more points, and I'm closing. i got to give you three more. Here's what I want to do. Let me give you three fruits of the wise. Three fruits of the wise. I, I read it to you a moment ago, Proverbs 13, 20. Walk with the wise, and you'll become wise. You'll become like the people you hang out with. You'll actually become wise. You, 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 you'll move forward into health. So what are the fruits of the wise from the book of Proverbs? The first is this. Wise people build you up. It builds you up. Proverbs 12, verse 18 says, some people make cutting remarks. They, they tear you down. But the words of the wise bring healing. They, they, they build you up. Wise people, they speak words of life. Wise people speak words that will bring healing when you're hurting. They bring hope when you feel hopeless. They bring encouragement when you feel discouraged. I mean, their words bring healing and hope and they bring encouragement to your soul. I love what 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And there's so much negativity in our world. There's so many pessimists in our world and you've got to have a few wise people in your life that will speak encouragement to you, that will speak encouragement. They will encourage you when you feel discouraged. They'll speak hope. They'll speak faith. They'll speak healing. They'll speak some compliments over your life. They'll point out the good in your life. They'll they'll speak love over your life. Listen, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. I don't need you to help discourage me. I discourage my own self. You got to have some people in your life that will encourage you. You know, there have been two or three seasons in my life where I was extremely discouraged. One, I was depressed and discouraged. And I'm telling you, I, it was the one time when Tiffany and I, we thought about, can we pass the church? Can, can we take the church forward? Several years ago. Do, do we have what it takes? It was just discouraging. It seemed like every day we every day we woke up, it was just not good news. And I was so discouraged. I was discouraged in my marriage. I was discouraged parenting. I was discouraged pastor. I was just discouraged. Do you know what God used to pull me out of that season? It was it was some wise friends. 
It was some of our staff. I've had three guys, Pastor Scotty, Pastor Dwayne, and Pastor Josh, who spoke life into me, who encouraged me on many down days. Some days they didn't even know how down I was. I had a pastor flying in mentoring me from Las Vegas, from Central Church. Mike Bodine was a gift from God to me. And he sat across the table from me as I was crying tears out of my eyes. He said, Herbert, you're going to make it through this. It's an attack of the devil. God's hands on you, Herbert. You are anointed. And I cried like a baby. But his words that day in that coffee shop were, were medicine to my soul. They brought healing to my life. And some of you, what you desperately need is to get connected with the right people. You've got people in your life when you're discouraged, they just keep you discouraged. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and your mom and them, all of y'all bad. Ain't none of y'all good. I don't know why you even try anyways. You might as well just give up and quit. You're no good for nothing. You know, you got people, you got wrong people in your life. And man, those words help bring me out of a discouraging season. Wise people build you up. There's a second thing that I want you to see, and that is this, the fruits of the wise. Wise people are honest with you, are honest with you. One of the, one of the ways honest people bring healing to our lives, or, or wise people bring healing to our lives, is by being honest with us. Not to hurt us, but to help us. This is so key. Uh, right, right here, right here, right here, right here. This is where some of you are missing your freedom, your health, your victory that God has for you. It's right here. I want you to catch this. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 5 and 6 says, An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. You see, to experience greater levels of health and freedom, we all need a friend or two. We got to have a friend or two who will be honest with us. You say, why, Pastor? Because we all have blind spots. All of us do. If you don't think you have a blind spot, that's your blind spot because you got a blind spot. I've got blind spots. And the best thing that you can do is have one or two or three people around you who will point out your blind spots. I mean, there's nothing worse than having a booger in your nose and and your friend won't tell you. And you you go and get in the mirror, you're like, oh, my God, I had a boogie. Why didn't you say something? I didn't even see it. Because there's things that you can't see about you. And I've got blind spots. I've got two or three people close to me that point out my blind spots. Several years ago, I had a blind spot in my leadership. I didn't know because my heart, I believe, is, are good and have good intentions. But I had a couple of key leaders on our executive team here at People's Church that were telling me, Pastor, the way that you think that's translating to some of the staff and some of the people, that's not what they're feeling. But I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's good. I know it's good. My heart's right. Pastor, I'm just saying, I don't think that's how they feel. And I'm so grateful because when I sat down with they and I heard how they felt, I was like, oh, my 
goodness, I had no idea that what I said made you feel that way. It was a blind spot. From my vantage point, I thought it was good. And I thank God it was painful. I had to grow. I had to submit to the process. I had to make some shifts and some changes to my leadership. But it impacted my marriage. It impacted my parenting. All because I had one or two people willing to speak the truth in love. The Bible says it like this in Ephesians chapter number four and verse number five. Instead, you got to care. This, I'm telling you, somebody's going to get set free today if you will catch this principle. Instead, speaking the truth in love. Here's what I want you to see. We will grow. Speaking the truth in love. We will grow. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. This is huge. There is some growth. There is some health. There is some freedom that will only happen when you allow people to speak the truth in love. Not everybody, but you've got to have one, two, three people in your life that will speak the truth in love. And don't be like your pastor was. I was defensive. I was argumentative. I was justifying because I just, it was, it, listen, a blind spot is called a blind spot for a reason because you can't see it. And you got to have some people that you let speak into your life or you will stay unhealthy and never figure out why. There's a big booger in your nose and you don't know it and it's hurting your life. Preach, Pastor. I'm trying to. Number three is this. Number three is this. I want to help you. I want to help you. I want to help you today. Three fruits of the wise. Three fruits of the wise. Here's the third fruit. Wise people push you to be better. They push you to be better. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 14 says, the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. So when you have wise people in your life, the Bible says they're a fountain of life. They'll bring life to you. They'll sharpen you. They'll make you better. Proverbs 27 verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend, a godly wise friend, sharpens a friend. You need some wise friends in your life that will sharpen you, that will make you better, that will pull the greatness that's inside of you out of you. You'll let God use them in your life like that. When I was in that discouraging season and questioning my leadership and it's painful and blind spots opening up in my life and seeing them for what they were and how am I going to change and the Holy Spirit just, I mean, it was Holy Spirit surgery in my life. I didn't even realize I had some unhealth in my life. I didn't realize that because I wasn't seeing it clearly, I was discouraged and I was in a place of just not being healthy. And I didn't believe in myself. I lost my confidence. And, and these men began to speak to my life. And I remember, I can remember some specific words that they said. Pastor, you're anointed, you're called. You're a transformational leader. God's called you to lead a diverse, unified church. Pastor, God's hands on you for this. Pastor, we believe in you. The best days of your ministry, of your life is ahead of you. Like, they had no idea. There were some days as a leader, I was so discouraged. I didn't believe in myself. I lost my confidence in God. 
and his call on my life. I just was, I was just not in a good place. And I'm telling you, their words minister healing in my life. Oh, not only did it encourage me, it got me, my, got me believing in myself again. Oh, it was a process. It was a journey. But their words were medicine to me just week after week and week after week and week after. Pastor, we wouldn't be following you if we didn't believe in you. Just week after week. And boy, God began to breathe life back into me again. And that's some of you today. You've lost your confidence. You've lost your confidence to lead at home. You, you've lost your confidence to lead your business. You, you've lost your confidence at your workplace. You, you've lost your confidence in your marriage. You, you've lost your confidence to go on a date. You, you've lost, you, you, you've just, I mean, you find yourself. And, and this season that we're living in right now only enhances it, only magnifies it. And I'm here to tell you, you've got to have some people in your life some wise people that will help pull greatness out of you that when you're down they'll say no you're more than a conqueror greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world you're blessed in the field you're blessed in the city you're blessing you're coming in and you're blessing you're going out the lord is with you his anointing is on you his hand is on you you can lead this thing you can do that you can parent those kids you can make it in that marriage god is with you his hand is on you you can lead that business you can turn that company around god is with you you can start that business you can lead that business. God is with you. You got to have some people in your life that will sharpen you, that will help you. And I hope I'm that for you today. I hope today that I'm that for you today. I'm talking to somebody ready to give up. COVID-19 and your business is declining in revenue. I'm here to speak life to you. God is with you. Honor God. Walk in integrity. Love God. Get some people in your life that will speak truth to you and help you and listen and don't get defensive and grow and do the hard work of praying and reading your Bible and let the Holy Spirit do surgery for you. Your best days are ahead of you, not behind you. You are a world changer. You are a difference maker. God is going to use you. His hand is on you. Don't you give up. Don't you give out. Don't you quit your best days are right in front of you your best days are right in front of you listen I've heard some of you say this but I, you know God can't use me on the dream team I, I, I can't be God, I can't lead a small group I mean just the, just the negativity the way you view yourself I'm saying yes God can use you you can be on the dream team. You can lead kids. You can invest in teenagers. You do have something to offer people. You can disciple people. You can lead a small group. Well, pastor, I don't have the entire Bible memorized. Well, welcome to the club. Neither do I. But he can use you to lead a small group. I'm telling you, he can use you to disciple people. He can use you to care for people. He can use you to help people grow. You got to believe it. His hand is on you. Lead a small group. Join the dream team. Let God use your life. Quit making excuses. Quit self-doubting. And let God use your life.